Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Sky Blue Stories tonight where we'll talk through the upcoming Australia Cup clash against A-League's champions Central Coast Mariners. We'll talk about the Australian men's and women's deaf football sides who are bidding to compete at the Deaf Football World Cup in Malaysia uh, next month actually and the historic Women's World Cup, yeah, that might get a mention or two as well. It's Jonathan Finger, Michelle Morris, Sean Maloney, Julian Baumbach, Sky Blue Stories. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Now, Michelle, uh, breaking news. Uh, how is the poll going? What tattoo are you getting on your cheek? Oh, that's sexy Tazuni. Sexy Tazuni. No one said sexy Tazuni. <laughs> Jules did. So here's my plan. Um, so I am definitely getting the Tazuni tattoo. Um, and then Ooh. I've also got World Cup's crazy bra, right? So just Cat Lee mentioned she, that's her quote that's from a video. The Panini. Yeah, I saw it. That's my sick. plan is if I can get Steph Catley's like handwriting of World Ooh. Cup's crazy bra, I'll get that tattooed underneath the Tazuni because I'm going to get the Tazuni um, that you see that's covering the Sydney FC logo at the stadium. Nice. So oh, yeah. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that on my leg. Okay. Stick. Um, they both. They are both at the top. They are both at the top. Yeah. Of the votes. Of the votes. Yes, they are the two top votes. Um. At this current moment, there's still 14 hours left on the poll. Um, Sean, did you vote? Yeah. I voted I, for, was it Tzatziki, one of them? What's the one you Tzatziki. Tzatziki. Did you imagine I got Tzatziki? I'm like, Tzatziki. Aren't you great? Have you bought your Matilda's jersey yet, Sean? Or? Oh, it's, that's uh, so good. It's all sold out. It's all, all sold out. Couldn't get it. Do the I just got a, a previous season Sydney FC one off Facebook Marketplace. That's all right. Well, well, things are tough. Yeah. Although there's a hold on interest rates, so you should be happy this month. Yeah, we'll see. That's very there. good. And Jules, um, Alfie to saying Germany are oh, I was watching that with the family um, and, yeah, they were asking, my brother-in-law was asking me, 10 minutes is like, you still still confident, Jules? I'm like, yeah, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine, yeah. We'll get something. <laughs> and it never happened. So um, I just wanted to, especially after what's happened with South Korea and Germany, the last few men's and women's World Cups, I vowed to firebomb the nearest Korean barbecue place in a uh, hateful protest. But, um, yeah. Luckily enough, the wife talked me out of that um, okay. as I was just filling up the Molotov cocktails and getting she in is, the... Um, she is the more uh, sensible. She we're, is uh, just a more really, attractive, more really, sensible. We're really big in Stratfield. Careful. We've got a lot of listeners in Stratfield. <laughs> Jules, yeah. um, I spoke to one of the... I spoke to Lena Oberdorf at the end. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I got just like key. You just drop that. You just pick that name up. Yeah, 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 Lena Oberdorf. Yeah. <laughs> she looked at me, she smiled at me, whatever. Um, she said that... The team, like when she had the ball out there, she felt lonely. Like there was no one to pass to, mm. and that Alex Pop, they they can't rely on Alex Pop all the time. What are your thoughts? I agree. I think we're. I think like oh, we. We got to got to stop saying that. I'm Australian. <laughs> um, I think they looked, yeah, a little bit one dimensional. You know, the last two games, Colombia and and when the chips were down and and sort of not that they were necessarily playing poorly against Colombia for for I think the first probably 45, 60 minutes or so, they just couldn't penetrate through midfield because there was, she's right, there was like no movement. So, and then inadvertently like go wide and then over the top and try to hit, <laughs> like it's uh, try to hit pop. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. The movement was pretty, pretty shocking to be fair. Mm. Um the only one I thought that was actually moving quite well and trying to support and making runs was Sherla. I really liked. I really liked her, but yeah, it's pretty disappointing. Mm. One of the uh, one of the many many uh, big teams to no longer be taking part as we head into uh, as we record now. We're we're waiting to find out who the Matildas will play. By the time people hear this, we'll know. 
And um, that game taking place on Saturday in Brisbane, uh, no doubt to more record viewership numbers uh, and attendance numbers. But this is a Sydney FC podcast, so let's talk about how good I am in predicting Caitlin Ford being amazing in the World Cup. No, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Sydney FC and uh, Sean's favourite segment and yours around the grounds. <laughs> Browns, 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 Browns. Now, hot off the press, gents and Michelle. Uh, I'll work it you out. Can say, you can say lady. Lady. Like, anyway. Ladies and gents. I'm very I'm a glad. lady. I'm, a very, I'm very glad with this appointment. I'm, I'm, uh, Luke Braddon is our captain moving into our 23-24 season, if not beyond. Uh, I think that's a great appointment for us as a captain. I think he will do a fantastic job. I'm sure the names of like Grant and Caceres were perhaps in the conversation, but are we happy with that appointment? We, you know, it ticks off. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'd say yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, good appointment. Nothing, no, no, nothing to take away from the other players, but Bratz, uh, he just he's I, a I prick. Yeah, he he, he, like he, I, he really leads by example. Yeah, that is high he's praise a, from Jules. Yeah, he's a, he's a prick. High he's praise. exactly what you need. All those games where he's in the midfield and he's getting chopped left, right, and center, and he gets back up again and he's limping mm. and keeps playing on. So that that perseverance and res, re, resilience, um, I think, will be uh, put him in really good stead as he wears the captain's armband, and we'll get the first glimpse of that this mm. Sunday, of course. So very happy with that appointment. A couple of people on the Twitter sphere or X, sorry, on X. On the oh, X, on the X sphere. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, on the Elon. Elon. It, took, it took me three days to find the app <laughs> when it changed. Yeah, that, that I, tripped I, me out, man. I saw it. I'm like, I don't remember downloading a porn. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. I thought I usually delete those. That was on my own old phone, my Nokia. Oh, my God. But uh, others were saying, oh, what about Grant? And I don't think no, nobody else. Was mentioned, but I thought Caceres might have been in the mix. But we'll... a couple of people thought Jack Rodwell might. Um, oh, be a that would be. Sh- I Maybe think that would have been a bench for the, a captain for the bench. You know, mm-hmm. when he gets injured, he's got to put the bibs out and all that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> Run the oranges. Yeah. Um, but look, let, let's go through the list of who's gone. It's uh, so <laughs> a footy show reference for all of you. That yes, very good. On 1985 and and thereabouts. That was gold. Thanks. Um, yeah, that's it, Joe. That's gone. Yeah. So let's go through the list and we'll very quickly in a very, very tight nutshell say whether we're happy or not. And it's just a quick thoughts. Tommy Hewitt-Bell off to Western United. Unhappy. Unhappy for him. Yes. Yeah, happy, yes. for him. happy for him. Happy for him. Unhappy for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's it's a tough gig being a, a you know the second string goalkeeper sitting there. He's a fantastic bloke, fantastic player. Mm. Deserves his opportunity and and he's given and, us good service too. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. He has. Tab's a great goalkeeper and Hufslut. I think I pronounced that properly, Jules. Did I? Yes, that's pretty good. Very good. Pretty good. Um, next, of course, goes without saying. Wilco retired. Alex gone. Um, I think. I, I think most people are, you know, you, you, you're not happy about it, but you, you know it's time, I think. And, and he, yeah. he clearly knew it was time. Um, and, yes, yeah, so he steps into that um, that player management role, which I, I think is a, a fantastic thing to see. It's something that Sydney FC fans have asked the club to do a bit more of, um, is to keep some of the club legends around. And no doubt Wilco is a future um, Hall of Famer. Or he's a current Hall of Famer, didn't he? Current, get yeah. he, he got put straight in, didn't he? I believe so. Yeah, so, too. yeah, yeah. Uh, the next few names I've kind of lumped all together, being NPL boys: um, Clayton Taylor, Oscar Priestman, and Nathan Paul. I guess Oscar John would have played against his old mates over the weekend. Mm. That'd have been mm. right. And- Plus the Wanderers and NPL boys have got the wood over us this season. Uh, Clayton mm. Taylor off to the Jets, and where's Nathan gone? Mariners. 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 Right, right, right. Um, Can't keep them all, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting. So Clayton Taylor is an interesting one for me because I see him as a pretty similar player to uh, Nathan Amanatidis, who's joined us, um, who we'll talk about in a little bit. So that was an interesting one. Again, maybe it was a timing thing. You know, maybe Clayton signed before um, Sydney made it known that, you know, they wanted to keep him. Um, but but pretty similar players. Uh, Oscar, you know, losing your NPL captain to y- your closest geographic rivals, won't say biggest rivals, um, is not great. Um, so he's gone over there and started playing NPL immediately. So, yeah, joins several uh, MPL players that have gone over uh, West in the last two seasons. And Nathan Paul was one that um, I think we all wanted to keep um, given his potential and, and the brilliant season that he's had to date uh, in the NPL, but um, the allure of uh, Nick Montgomery and uh, their youth set up and, and what they've been able to achieve uh, by winning the championship in the A-League, but also performing quite strongly as well in, in the NPL. Um you know, that's a hard offer to uh, to turn down. So good luck to him. him. Might see him on the match sheet this weekend. Uh, you very much could. Yep. Yeah. Uh, much next could. next one, of course, Alfie gone over to Hibbs. Hey, yeah. I was, uh, but he loses to Andorra's whatever club it was, and a lot of Hibbs fans mm. about that. But I, I I I think it was time. For it Alfie was time. To move on. Um, yeah. Had been great for us. He'd come back from the Indian uh, uh, Superannuation League. <laughs> Had didn't quite get back up to the heights as as he was beforehand. A few goals here and there. A few little highlights here and there. Of course, the the header against the scum over at uh, Combank. But Brilliant. yeah, I think it was time to part ways. So I, I don't think Brilliant. we're too sad to see him go. Um, his spot remains unfilled as yes. well, which is probably something to talk about. Well, that's no disrespect to Paddy Wood, um, but you, you would assume that we we bring in a, a foreign number nine um, in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, uh, speaking of India, Paolo Retre, uh, off to he's, India. He's going. He's, he's off to. <laughs> um, look, he he'd, he'd been a good servant of the club. Um, I, for one, had always been on his side and encouraged him and <laughs> at every opportunity. Um, but, you know, you, particularly you, Jules and Jonathan, were very <laughs> and And now he's kind of gone for another opportunity. And good luck to him. I hope he gets his cash. <laughs> yeah. I reckon he'll get a Bollywood acting deal. He's a pretty good-looking rooster. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. That'd be so funny. That hair, like the hairline, it's just it's Bollywood. Like, I, it's the hair and the eyebrows. Yeah, I reckon he he he'd look pretty good in uh, the next, next Brett Lee, like, next Ashwira Rai, or or someone like that. <laughs> I do that R R R that that got got some Oscar buzz. That Indian movie that was all the rage. Oh, it wasn't just I, me. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, good luck. Good luck to Paolo, and thanks yeah. for your service. Um, you know, top ten all time appearances for Sydney FC. So. Um, you know, and and through again through our most successful period. So, and the other one I put on this list, even though of course he's not a player, but Robbie Stanton has moved on and um, off to coach the Newcastle Jets. So, I have to co- coach the likes of Clayton Taylor. Um, we haven't filled that assistant coach position as far as mm. I'm aware. I don't know if there's something within the club that they could you know fill with, or they're going to look elsewhere. I think you're right. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 um that's a good point. To come, mm. Jules, so, have your hand. Um, probably. Yeah, see, coaching factory rolls on. Another A <laughs> League's men uh, coach. Be interesting to see who's alongside um, Bimby on Sunday down in Wollongong. Mm. Jimmy Walker. 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 Yeah, yeah. ABJ maybe pulling the strings. Uh, mm. The other one that was here and yeah, that I chucked on the list, Alex Parsons, heading back to Brisbane. Uh, mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he, he scored a should, goal. Yeah. He scored a goal. <laughs> he, oh, against look, Brisbane, actually, yeah, that's right. Funnily enough, mm. but... Yeah, uh, it was the game where they put his celebration up on the screen before he scored, and then he ended up scoring anyway. And it was like, is this a conspiracy? Rigged. <laughs> Rigged. It's all the script. Um, poor Alex. He, he, Yeah, it was a bad decision on his part. 
to come to Sydney FC. Let's put it that way. I still think he's a good player. I think he'll he'll do well for Brisbane. Yeah, he spent more time in the MPL team than he did on the yeah. first team, I think. And a few honourable mentions because these these are good things and good things and good uh, good work by the likes of Bam Johan. Uh, did, you mention, did you mention Donks? Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, I totally skipped over. Donks gone, Caballo gone. Donks got back to or off to Western United and Caballo off to Al- Somewhere else. Aarhus, maybe? Aarhus. Yeah. Maybe? Or Alborg. Alborg? Anyway, one of those A-teams in Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> Just I to narrow it down. Somewhere else. Somewhere in that, that's, yeah, that's true there. I think Donks overstayed his welcome. Um, and Caballo, really lovely fellow. Had a little bit of a purple patch, maybe two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the season. But um, you two, I think maybe even you, Michelle, might have said that he was going to be like the X factor for the season. I He didn't really do much for me. So... Um, People are, fans are split. Fans are pretty split on yeah. on his Joel, Joel King is is the better to have in that spot there. I Sp- just I just want a left back to defend. So <laughs> how I dare you? I, I was up back. You can't have that, Julian. You can't have. That. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm asking too much. I want Alex Burst back to come back. Anyway. <laughs> mm. uh, Max Fartuli, Rawley St John, and Alan Harbas. Mm. All on loan. Mm. Alex Bumjohan weaving his magic. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Max Vartuli we saw on the bench um, for the Sydney Derby at Cogra a couple of years ago. He was um, backup goalkeeper then, so he's obviously quite well thought of there. Um, Rolly St. John was didn't play a lot of NPL first football, played a lot of 20s um, and 18s. Uh, he's a striker and, and one of those, you know, not quite know exactly where his best spot is in that front line. And Alan Harbass has been scoring goals for fun for the NPL side this year. Um, he's gone over to, is it Finland or Iceland? One of those, one of those leagues. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll do well, do well there. And it's good to see them getting first team football. And and again, the club just simply not losing touch with these players completely. It, even if, even if the finances are, are, are small, you know, to loan them out rather than just terminate a contract and they're gone. Um, I think it's good for, you know, future relationship management. Yeah, smart stuff. Uh, let's talk about the ones that we've resigned slash signed. Um, well, let's, where shall we start? We'll start at the top. Manny Scarcella. Yep. Don't you be happy with that. You're a massive fan. Yeah, oh, look, centre midfielder. Um was probably promoted ahead of Oscar Priestman, so that says a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, Matty has been um, getting some minutes in the friendlies uh, that we've played so far. So it will be interesting to see how he develops. And I dare say at the moment our midfields, you know, it, it, it's probably there. Um, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much, if any, um, first-team minutes he gets. Yeah, well, he's a very versatile midfielder. We know two of the three, or maybe even all three that are going to be in the midfield this season with, with the likes of Max, uh, Braddon and Caceres, but there might be some changes there, but who knows? Uh, next one is Joel King. I must admit I was very underwhelmed by this signing or this, uh, you know, this. I, I was a bit underwhelmed. I don't know about the three of you, though. Joel mm. King? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah okay. Just sad, I guess. Like he went overseas. He had a good season with us, and went overseas, and then came back. And it's like so. It's like the Australian story. Would you yeah. would you want them, Michelle? To you know, like I like I like I th- I take my hat off to the likes of Alex Gers back. You know, he's travelled around a bit in that Europe, Northern Europe, Nordic countries. Mm. He's had a crack. Yeah, had a crack and t- continue to look for opportunities and to push mm. his case and. Do you think, would you say to Joel, said, mate, you know, stick it out, try again, you know, if that means sitting on the bench in the squad and then working your way in, so be it? Or are you a bit disappointed when you see them come back so soon? Yeah, but disappointed to see them come back so soon. The fact that he had to come back on loan, you know, and then now we've just signed him. Is I don't know, it's just, 
it, it, yeah, it makes me a bit sad because I'm like, he probably could have done something really well overseas if he had kind of just stuck to it, I guess. I wonder if we have to pay a transfer fee for him. Mm, that would be that, that would be funny. Mm, would be that a business be that. Um, Gus Hoofslut has been promoted from the MPL side into uh, third choice goalkeeper behind Adam Pavlicic and Andrew Redmayne. Uh, we know that uh, Gus is a Manly United junior, I believe. Um, one of the many from from there, I think, but. Um, I, I've seen him play a couple of times um, for the under-20s uh, and then usually backs up on the bench for the MPL side. Just great awareness, um, obviously one for the future. He's represented the Joeys, um, so he's, uh, yeah, he's certainly, again, well well thought of. Um, we've said it a few times before, he's got a European passport as well, so I, I don't see Gus playing a lot like I don't see him as a career Sydney FC goalkeeper. I feel like he's going to get an opportunity overseas. Mm. He might, yeah, follow follow the likes of Matt, Max Fartoli. Mm. Uh, next one, Paddy Wood. I think this might be kind of like a bit of a not not a line in the sand, but like you've got a season to really make your mark now, Pat. You 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 can lead the line come this weekend, which I suspect he'll start up front. Who's on either side of him? will be up for debate, but here's your opportunity, Pat. And I think I wouldn't call like a last straw, so to speak, but he's got to prove himself. Surprised by the signing, Jules? Not really. I think he's, I think Sean kind of hit it, hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, last chance um, for him, I think in terms of with Sydney. At Sydney. At Sydney. Yeah, at yeah. Sydney, I should say. But um, oh, look, we can all see that there's, there's something there. It's just about getting it out of him and getting it consistently. That's going to be the kicker. So, yeah, not too sure. But, um, look, time will tell. I think it will de- be very dependent on who we get in if we get in a number nine because that's all the rumours are. You know, if we're going to get a nine, it'd be a marquee. I don't know how that's going to happen mm. so close to the season. But, um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, let's yeah. Time will tell. Next cabs will continue on the strikers route. This bloke's are doing great guns for who was it, the Joeys. He's doing great things for the MPL side. Mitch Glasson. Uh, there might be some potential with this kid if if Pat Wood doesn't take off. I quite like the looks of Mitch Glasson. I'd even potentially yeah. ahead of Paddy Wood. Ooh. It's a big call. Um, mm. Was away with the Joeys at their recent uh, Asian Cup, Asian Cup, um, and yeah, performed pretty well. Scored a goal uh, alongside Nestoria and Kunda, Nathan Amenatides, who's on our list very shortly, um, and quite a few other uh, Sydney FC youngsters, Richard and um Zach De Jesus, and a, and a couple of others. So. And it's interesting now, speaking of Zach de Jesus, uh, now that we've signed him on a, is it a scholarship or an actual? I think it's a scholarship, yeah. But he signed him there into the first team that we're seeing him now in the MPL side, week in, week out mm. now, recently. Uh, now that he's ours and we've like locked him in, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to hear the club sort of, um, I guess, explain a little bit as to why you know, some of these names might not be synonymous with the NPL side and, and it's it's in a way it's to hide them. So it's, you know, it's it's making sure that youngsters aren't um aren't all poached. Um so a little bit of strategy there. So because you know scouts are less likely to be, I guess, picking and choosing players from your twenties and under eighteens. So it's a yeah, probably good tactically. Uh Nathan, far too many vowels. <laughs> Nathan, uh, uh, so, try, try. Michelle, Michelle, come on, please. What? You're Greek, Michelle. Nathan, you're, you're I'm Greek. not Greek. <laughs> Nathan Amanatidis. Amanatidis. Yeah. Didn't you, live in, didn't you live in Belmore for like five years, Sean? It's mostly Lebanese now. Okay. <laughs> Still no excuse. Nathan Amanatidis. Um, so good. Thanks, Marisol, mate. 
scored a few goals at again at that Asian Cup we just mentioned. Um, uh, I hope he does well. Um, it's it, it's an interesting one, and I, I think I've made my thoughts on the socials pretty clear that when you've got Segacic, Kacharski, Glass, and you know potentially you had Clayton Taylor there, um, and then you've got Mac and Lolly. Um, just that would, you know, so I, I, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, play with six forwards, <laughs> six, six, 17 year old <laughs> wingers, maybe. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope he does well. Um, welcome to the club, and um, you know, I hope he proves that you know he's he's at the same level as as those players that we've just mentioned. And of course, we've got uh, Jakey Gerwood Reich as well um, signed on, so that would create a little bit of depth for the midfield. Or who knows? He, we've seen him at right back a little bit for for Grant as well. So, um, but I still think we do need a number nine more so than than any other. Even though you just rambled off a whole bunch of names, Jono, that are that are forwards that are there to score goals, um, but there is still potentially a need as well for a centre back to to partner Jack Rodwell. So yeah. I'd say definitely. Yeah. Now we'll move over to the women. And as I say this, I can hear Michelle's heart break. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's bittersweet, Michelle, with the with the with what's happened, say, in the last fortnight with some of our absolute favourites from our all-conquering Sydney FC women's team. Um, the first name, I'll go to you for, for each of these before the other mugs. <laughs> This one, Deborah Ann Delaharp, I was surprised. Like, no disrespect for great player, but she didn't get a lot of starts. And, uh, you know, she, she got a lot of game time because Charlotte was out, um, amongst others. But to already be over, off overseas, although we don't know where she's gone, was that a little bit of a surprise for you to see her already heading off overseas? Um, Not really. I think once you get called up to play for... A, a European team, I think it kind of opens doors in that sense anyway. Um, and she had a really, I, I think when she played for us, like the minutes that she had, she was really good. Was. Um, and yeah, I think realistically, there's only so far that you can go in our competition um, unless you choose to stay because realistically you've got like two teams in this league that are the top two and then everything else is like, you know, maybe not as, you know, good, I High guess. quality. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you know, fair fair play to her. And I think I think she has said where she's going or at least. She is. She's, uh, yeah, she's gone to Denmark. Um, That's it. She's playing for HB Korga. Pencil. Uh, and France are destroying Morocco. Yes, they are. How much? Right now. 3-0. Just for you people, obviously, because uh, that'll be over by the time anyone hears this. But anyway, Sean, please carry on. Now, the second one on this list, uh, it's, I'm not surprised. I wish she had stayed, but she's so bloody good. <laughs> so, mm. Maddie Haley. Yeah, Madison Haley. Like, Mad dog. Like, like I said, like there's only so far you can go in this league, and like I, I never thought she was going to stay. Um, and from what I've heard from the club, like the plan was that she was always going to go to Europe after this season. So like, she was always going to do one season with us, and then score a bunch of goals, and then say see you later. So fair play to her because now she's going to go throughout the WSL, hopefully. Part of the uh, Sydney Seagulls. The Sydney Seagulls. Sydney and Hove. Sydney, Sydney and Hove. Sydney and Hove. <laughs> oh, who, who knows? Maybe the US team will be knocking on her door and we'll see her in four years' time because uh, they need all the help they can get. Well, they need some new players, don't they? Uh, Mackenzie Hawksby. I, I thought to myself, if anyone was going to head for for an opportunity overseas, it was going to be Macca. Uh, Absolutely. She's brilliant. I didn't want her to go because she's a great person, brilliant player, absolute engine. But she's achieved everything she can in the A-League with Sydney FC. So, yeah, I'm happy for her. We're happy for her. Absolutely. I think 
I think I remember hearing that she wanted to, oh no, that offers were coming in January. Hmm. So I think there were offers in, in the January transfer that, and I think for a lot of the girls on the team as well, but I think they all said no because uh, maybe they wanted to win that final. And I think that's what they were aiming for. And then, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we've done it. We've won the double finally. See you later. Time to go. And and similarly, her, her midfield partner, although she's across the channel, um, Sarah Hunter. So young, Sarah Hunter. young Matilda wins trophies, engine, young player of the year, you know, all that. Tick, 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 tick. Sky's the limit for this one. Future Matilda. Yeah, 100%. She'll win us a World yeah. Cup one day. This team doesn't. I can see her <laughs> very in a similar mold to Mary Fowler, even though they're like basically what the same age. But I think so. But kind of following in that same footsteps, I can see her being just like a such a linchpin of this of the Matildas in the next you know two to four years. I'm uh, glad that she's gone to like a decent club as well, and not like a lower ranked side mm. in the French League, like mm. at least Paris FC finished third. I'm about to say they're um, a top four side, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I believe they beat Lyon or beat PSG mm-hmm. at one point in the season. I could be wrong there, but they seem like a very competitive team. So they'll be, so, they'll be, they'll be chasing Champions League football. Yeah, I think so. I think they're in the playoff for, um, yeah. for Champions League. So hopefully, you know, we get to see Sarah Hunter tear up the, the Champions League. Brilliant. I'm good to be 20 and living in Europe. God. <laughs> I'll just take being 20. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back to Strati, Jono, on our BMXs. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Going to the Pioneer. Listening to Limp Biscuit. Yeah, in the yes. 1990s. <laughs> uh, $3 bill, y'all. None of that chocolate starfish crap. <laughs> All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, Roller. Um, headed off to off to Central Coast. Off to the, about another one. You, you keep skipping names, Maloney. Come oh, on, yeah. come on, man. Where's my cataracts. Uh, <laughs> no, missed Charlie. out. Not bad. How about you? Yeah, uh, Charlie Rule or Charlie's Rule off to Brighton Hove, Sydney Seagulls as well. Another great player who deserves mm. um, a chance overseas. I do. I, I do wonder how she'll go at the WSL um, because. She hates playing as a right back, but obviously that's where we've been playing her. Um, Leah Blaney plays her as a, a forward or a midfielder. So it'll be interesting to see where they put her. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they play. So mm, pretty terrible that um pretty terrible that you hate playing right back, but you get a, a transfer to the women's super league playing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you must be, you know, not she's bad doing- yourself. You know, she's doing well in that position. She is, yeah. I think it's just a matter of, you know, maturing and, and, you know, realising that maybe you're you're good at this and just enjoy it for what it is. Ryan Grant was never a right back when he was growing up and playing. Mm -hmm. He was always a right winger or even even attacking midfielder. And he just kept getting... Put back, 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 back. Well, if she's a if she's right. a fullback, uh, she's a she's a fullback, and she's playing for the Matildas. Tony G just put her up top anyway. So, <laughs> oh, sorry, we've moved Tony on. G. We've moved on from that. Not a we've Tony G podcast. We've moved hey, on. If he if he wins a World Cup, he's the greatest Matildas coach. <laughs> That's still there. It's still... Uh, now the other one I I, I got. Uh, I went off prematurely with was uh, Roller. Sound like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> off to the Central Coast Mariners, the the not so new team. They were there once upon a time back in the day uh, with Teresa Pius playing for them many years ago. But they're back. They are back. Yeah. So mm. look, I understand Roller's looking for an opportunity, and there's a little bit of a, a Sydney University connection with their coach. Yeah. My husband. To coach Roller when she was is it Emily or Amy mm-hmm. Shepherd? I forget between the two blonde headed girls that, that Emily coach. Emily husband is coaching the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Shepherd's now the, the coach of the MPL girls at Sydney, but at uni- uh, university that is. So there's that connection there. We would have coached her the year that she was Golden Boot, the year before when they the season before when they won it. So, and I can see that. There's also a few others, young Sydney University girls that have gone over there, like Peter Trimus is another one. Um, but 
yeah, good luck to her. Happy for it. She didn't get much time with us, um, but did all she'll right. Get more, she'll, yeah, she'll definitely get more minutes playing for the Mariners, you'd think. Definitely, which makes me like also, I, I guess it's the same problem with the men. We don't have like an out and out striker signed mm. for the team. Yep. You know, we've lost mm. Madison Haley, we've lost Remy Simpson, we've lost Roller. Like, you know, like Court- Courtney's not a striker. She's not a knight. No. So, Tegan Colster's not a striker. No. So, you know, I, I know it's still early, but like, Princess. it does make me, I guess, you know, a bit frustrated that like we're letting all these players go and we're not really hearing any news of anyone coming in. And I know it's coming. I'm just impatient. It's I coming. Just... It's coming. Mm. One of these, uh, one of these uh, World Cup stars will get number nine. Himself. Yeah, we'll get Lesselmer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> She's just scored the third goal for France. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. Very not? good. And the rest uh, of the girls we've retained. Uh, yeah, everyone else is staying. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. at, at this stage. At this stage, yes. At at 9.31 p.m. on the 8th of the 8th, uh, <laughs> 2023. Sorry, Ante. <laughs> we think that's it. Um, but... Please, I can't take any more people. But it's this. a, but it's a. There, there is the excitement factor of of seeing a few new faces, and um, you know, some of those girls that might not have gotten as many opportunities. You know, the Shea Holmans, um, Janae Dos Santos, um, is one that didn't get Let too me many. See minutes. what happens with Taylor Ray coming back. She's had a full season. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, any team that loses, what are we talking, five or six of of their starting team um, from that from that grand final. Um, you know, it's going to take some adjustments, but, you know, Sydney don't traditionally start too strong as it is. So mm. uh, Ante's got a job ahead of him um, and we look forward to to seeing how that squad develops over the next um, over the next few weeks because they're going to have to start, um, yeah, start getting, getting busy. Um, earlier tonight, we had the absolute honour and pleasure uh, to interview uh, one of Australia's footballers, Australian deaf football men's side, Aiden Ware, who's also a um, a very, very passionate Sydney FC fan and has been uh, for all of his adult life and most of his childhood. And uh, we we thank Aiden once again for his time. And uh, if you keep listening right now, you'll hear Aiden talk all about the upcoming Australian Deaf World Cup. You may have seen him and his brother in and around the cove, not one to shy away from giving the players a spray but from a distance, of course, and maybe frequenting interesting places while on a Wellington away trip. It's none other than my good friend, Aiden Ware. Ah, Aiden Ware. Welcome to Sky Blue Stories, Aiden. How are you, mate? Thank you. Thank you. Um, Honoured to be here. Didn't think I'd ever be on one of these podcasts. Uh, How good. Have you ever listened to Sky Blue Stories? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to a few of them here and there, yeah. You poor bastard. It's a good thing I'm hearing him there, right? That's it. That's it. Mate, I think a lot of people wish they were when they listen to us. (laughs) Mate, um, thanks so much for coming on. Obviously, we're going to get into talking about um, the Deaf Football World Cup coming up, which you're um, taking um, taking part in. But first of all, first and foremost, you're a Sydney FC fan. um, And this is a Sydney FC fan podcast. So, mate... Start us off. You might have heard us ask this question of some guests before, but what's what's your sky blue story? What? How did you how did you sort of come to be involved with Sydney FC? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, started when I was like eight, nine years old, or something like that. My dad had um, uh, like membership for um the old the SFS, and we were in like the corporate sort of seats. Um, and then we did that for a year or two, going to the games on a regular basis. Um, and I just remember at a young age just heading towards the end of the cove and not actually being able to be in there. Uh, and then, yeah, from then on, you know, after I think I joined Junior Blues, something like that, and then in the cove ever since. You're a, you're a lifetimer, basically. Feels like it. <laughs> Especially after last season, I, no doubt. Yeah. I think it felt <laughs> yeah. like a lifetime just in one season. <laughs> Certainly did. So Michelle was saying that you obviously been a part of the Coven for ten years. So that's a like a um, Jonna was saying it's a it's a massive amount of time. Um, what's your fondest memories, and what is it about being part of the Cove that makes it so special? Um, I guess 
Um, yeah, look, fondest memories, I think there's a bit too many to sort of put one specific memory, but there is one memory that sticks in mind. Um, when I was younger, um, an old capo just gave this is back on the megaphone and the drum went in the middle of the bay. Um, I got to do a call and response like through the megaphone. Oh, that's awesome. When I was like, like, I think 10 or 11, something like that. And then that's, that's sort of a core memory with me that sort of stuck with me. And from then on, I knew I was like, this is home. This is family. When, when you say old and capo, I'm assuming you're yeah. talking about slowy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Aiden, I remember you telling me like ages ago when you were first going to, to camp uh, for your first camp because obviously yeah. it clashed with that um, that final game there for the women. Um, but how's the journey been for it so far? Um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Um, from not really knowing about death before and knowing there was a World Cup on to being one of 21 players or 20, whatever the number is from to be selected to represent my country is just an absolute honour. Um, you know, going into camp, meeting meeting all the boys, they're also nice, kind and friendly and yeah, all welcoming. So yeah, it's been an unforgettable journey so far and I'm looking forward to it continuing. It's um it's it's such a fantastic achievement, mate. I'm 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 getting a bit a bit of goosebumps just to make you feel a bit nervous talking to you here. But um Obviously, um, recently we've seen a bit of a campaign um, to raise some funds for the both the men's and women's teams um, that we're trying to get some some funds together to help support you guys and girls as you head over to Malaysia next month. Um, how's that all been going? And and yeah, what sort of efforts have, are being put in um, to to boost that up a bit? Um, yeah, look, it's going good. Um, obviously, could always be better. Um, but I had a look this morning. Uh, I think we're sitting at just over eighteen thousand. Um, our target's obviously fifty thousand. Um, obviously getting in contact with Sydney FC has been a massive help for that. Um, I'm pushing like any workplaces and local businesses. Um, like just trying to promote the GoFundMe just to see what they can do, where they can help out. Any any amount really helps. Um, I've got. Made up some posters with QR codes, put them up up at my local soccer club. Um, and just really just trying to spread awareness for it. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we've um so Sky Blue Stories, we've got a few a few businesses and people over the years that have been very kind to to donate some money for us. So if there is anyone um, listening to this particular interview um, and you haven't come across the the fundraiser on GoFundMe, please do so. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant cause. And, um, you know, you could potentially be supporting, you know, national team players here. So um, what better cause to do? And I think, Aidan, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you just go to um, the GoFundMe and, and basically hit search on Australian Deaf Football, I think I think that should come up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you just go on Facebook or social media or any sort of social media you have, uh, Deaf Football Australia, um, scroll down a couple of posts and there'll be the link to the GoFundMe page. And, yeah, it's pretty simple. Awesome. Awesome. So for anybody out there, any of our listeners that that may not um you know be aware of of, of deaf football or, or or that um obviously it's around and that there's a World Cup coming up, how does um can you talk us through how, if at all, deaf football differs from non deaf football? Um, yeah, look, obviously so I've never played an actual game of death football before, which is something I'm really excited for about this World Cup. Obviously, I've trained, I've now trained with the players and stuff. So there is sort of slight, some varying differences um, in terms of the way we've got to communicate and stuff with each other. Um, it's more non-verbal communication. Like mm. if there's like a pass to your right-hand side, it sort of means there's like a player on your left-hand side, you can turn out that way. And it's all... Um, yeah, look, it's it, there's some differences, but it's, it's hard to it's hard for me personally to go into too much detail between what's different. Obviously, having not fully experienced it yet. That's it's, so. It's essentially the same. And Aiden, I think I was looking, I was yeah. reading that um, you you actually can't. Obviously, there are uh, 
there are rules in place that that define what can what makes you a deaf footballer, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so you've got to have a certain um, decibel level um, that you that you can't hear in a dominant ear or, or something like yeah. that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's something along those lines. Um, you just so the you have to go get um, uh, an audiogram done by an audiologist. Yep. Um, and then you've got to send that to the organising committee, and then they'll confirm or deny whether yeah. you're, you're I, eligible or not. I think I also read um, that during a game of deaf football, mm. you actually can't wear hearing aids or, or cochlears or anything. Mm. Yeah. So it's, so it's yeah. even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's exactly right. Um, but, yeah, so no hearing aids at all. So obviously, you know, it's the deaf, deaf world championships or world cup, whatever you really want to call it, but obviously yep. not. Everyone's the same level of deafness as well. Yep. So, um, me personally, I am not completely deaf. I'm just hard of hearing, hearing impaired. Yep. Um, so I have the luxury of being able to hear a bit better than some other players, um, which helps me. But it also means I've got to try to communicate differently mm. to them. And yeah. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Yeah, and, I guess and, it's like um, similar to blind football where they have to wear yeah. those masks so everything's like equal across the board. Mm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So with that, with the communication, as we know, with any sport, it's it's such a vital sport, uh, such yeah. a vital um, thing in any sport. So how do you communicate with those with your other players on the field that obviously range in, in different um, variances um, of, of this? Um, yeah, look, I mean, it, that's a bit of a hard one to answer, obviously, because I haven't played properly in the tournament mm. or anything like that before, but it's, it sort of just comes down to non-verbal cues, you know, and those mm. that sort of can can communicate, um, obviously, um, you got sign language and Auslan and all that sort of stuff, but mm. some people know more sign language than others, so it's, it's more just finding a balance, you know, finding the common ground. Sometimes you might have to go through another person to communicate your way, but those are the things and challenges yeah. I guess we got to face. You know, the club. I, I reckon shoot fucking still like <laughs> oh, it's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. That never changes. Yeah, I thought. I, so. I'd, yeah. I'd love to learn the Auslan in that. Too, that would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be solid. Yeah, Aiden, you've mentioned, you know. I guess using nonverbal communication. How has it been? And you mentioned before as well, like talking about um, how all the guys on the team are really cool. I guess talk to us about the um, like the bonding with the team, the camaraderie around the team, and I guess how do you build like a really good like like unit, a good team unit? Um, yeah, look, I think it's the same as any sort of team environment. You know, you you, you get in, you, you you try to be yourself. I mean, meets. Speaking personally, I'm a bit of a shy guy, um, so it was a bit difficult for me to connect with these guys straight away. Um, but once you actually talk to them, get to know them, they're all amazing people and extremely welcoming. So I guess you know you, you like you crack a couple of jokes here and there um, at training. You know we got, we eat um, down at the training camps. We eat together. We train together. We sleep in like the same sort of dorms. We do recovery together. Everything's sort of done as a team, as a unit. Um, but yeah, so that's really all there is to it, just as one, really. And I guess like, you know, more than just teammates and stuff. Like you've got um, the cove behind you as well. How's the cove been? I, I guess supporting you um, throughout this journey. Um, yeah. Look, obviously the cove. Help massively, um, you know, through contact with the Cove, I was able to get in contact with Sydney FC who then published the article, um, and that's gained a huge, huge amount of sort of support, I guess, and views that we otherwise wouldn't have got. Um, I saw, so when I put up my original post, like for the guy bumped me and stuff, someone from the Cove had put it on the Cove story without even letting me know they were going to do it. So that was just a massive surprise and a shock and I couldn't be more thankful for what the Cove have done for me, both in deaf football and, you know, Sydney and life. 
It's brilliant. And and again, a call out to anyone listening to this. If if you've got some spare cash, go to that GoFundMe and 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 throw some some donations that way. It, it is tax deductible as well. Um, we, we figured we found that out. So um go and support um these these boys and girls and get over to Malaysia. That's um it, when in when's your first game, Aiden, in September? Uh yeah, so the first game I believe is September twenty-third, I think it is. Okay. Uh, it's against France. Oh, brilliant! So wow. Yeah. So uh, just a just an easy <laughs> just an easy one then. Yeah, yeah, easy. Um, I believe they're ranked number two in the world, so you know, <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Where, where's Australia ranked? Out of interest, uh, I, I I didn't ask that question. Okay, uh, I, I figured ignorance was bliss in that situation. I uh, I think so. So so that's still well, that's, that's about eight weeks away, isn't it? So what's yeah, um what's your what's your preparation at the moment? You mentioned to us just before we started recording that you you had work, then you went and trained. Now you've got a now you've got media commitments, mate. Do you uh what what's what's the schedule at the moment for you and you and your teammates? Um yeah, look, obviously um schedule and scheduling, I guess training and all that sort of stuff is difficult with obviously work commitments like, like no, none of us get paid to do this we all do it because mm. we love it we love we love our country we we love the sport and we we want to see it grow um all, all aspects of football we want to see it grow um but yeah so i basically just you know start my day like any other day wake up have breakfast go to work and then just come home and come home train and then hopefully you know get a good recovery in and sleep well then the cycle repeats really Brilliant. Yes, not like everyone else, mate. Not everyone else is representing uh, their country. Yeah. Remember oh. that. Remember that. Um, no, and it's great to hear. It's great. It's great to hear the pride in your in your voice when you when you say that, mate. Um, speaking of speaking of pride in in the shirt and in in the country, um, you know, hopefully through this experience, yourself and your teammates, you know, you you're going to be held up as um, role models for the for the deaf community and. And otherwise impaired community, we've seen Mackenzie Arnold um, come out recently and make public her um, hearing hearing um, loss um, over time. And you know, so it, it, it's fantastic that you know these professional athletes are coming out in support as well. But I, from your perspective, you know, you sort of said you've you've still never played a, a, a deaf football game, but from your perspective, what, what advice could you give to, I guess, to younger um, athletes who, you know, might be hearing impaired and and might be looking to sort of get involved? Um, yeah, if, if you're looking to get involved, I mean, the whole organisation, Deaf Football Australia, are always always looking for people to come in come in and join, join the community. You know, like, I believe it's one in six Australians that have some form of hearing loss. Um, and for those people to know that they have a place where they can be accepted into sort of both their communities, their deaf community and their football community. I think that's something that's, you know, can't be recreated, I don't think. But, yeah, um, you know, just advice to just sort of just just keep going. Just don't let um, anything sort of stand in your way. Be yourself and just, yeah, be proud of who you are. And don't be shy. 100 <laughs> um Jonathan you, you mentioned um, Mackenzie Arnold and Aiden obviously she's playing here right now in a World Cup um I guess how important would it be if she could you know make a message or like send a message out to I guess the public you know knowing the I guess the figure that she is especially now in in women's football and football in general in Australia like how important would it be if we could get her to like I don't know, like say something about this this tournament. Yeah, look, I think it would be absolutely massive for both um, the organisation as a whole and the sport as a whole, you know, and just it it means so much for um, like kids and stuff growing up that may not feel included in quote unquote regular football. Um, so yeah, if she could just just even post about it or just mention it on the side, just something, you know, that I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. And we'll try and yeah. try and work our Sky Blue Stories magic. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. we'll see what we I'm, here at, I'm here at camp. Maybe I can slip in a word to the media. I think so. Jules, you got some quick fire questions for Aiden. Oh, uh, we... they're, my, 
they're my favourite as well. Go. So bit of bit of fun here, Aiden, at the end. So uh, just a couple of a couple of rapid ones. Um, Derby or Big Blue? Big Blue. Favorite player, past and present. Past, Alex Bosk. Present, oh god, that's tough. Um, at the moment, I got to say Ryan Grant. Yeah, fair enough. We haven't got a lot of present players to talk about, really, that have actually appeared for us. Yeah. So that's fair enough that we yeah. can't really talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite Sydney FC memory? Um, oh, God. Uh, Melbourne away, the game at Eddie had where Bernie and Beanie scored the winner. Oh, oh Yordy yeah. Boy, Steve Boo, I think. Yeah. Yes, Boy, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that was my first Melbourne away. So. Brilliant. Oh, what a yeah. one. <laughs> Brilliant. You picked a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, oh, oh, sorry, Michelle, it's over to you. I interrupted. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Aiden, we've got, we finally have a game on this weekend. There's finally yeah. a game coming up um, against, of course, Hasbin Mariners. Um, again. Yeah, again. <laughs> uh, just quickly, what are your thoughts looking into this game? How do you think we're going to go? Um, oh, look, um, I'd love to look into it with optimism. Um, I'm just keen to see how the youngsters sort of play. Um, obviously, we've got a young side at the moment, which is what people have been calling for. Um, but then, you know, some people aren't too happy with the young side, so uh, no one, no one's ever really happy in that sense. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, 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 I think we can get the win. I, I definitely think we can get the win. Are you going? Um, yeah, I'm going, but I got ahead there straight after my game. So I played my <laughs> 90 minutes and then raced down to Wollongong. Nice. Easy. Easy. Love the commitment. Easy. Easy. Fantastic. Um, well, that's um, you, you can take a deep breath now, Aiden. You've done very well, mate. We're, we're, we're through. You've done well. Um, look, we, we want to sell the GoFundMe once more um, before we do let you go. Um, so if you go onto there and search for, um, I think it's titled actually, Australia's Deaf Footballers Are in the World Cup. So as we record right now, there's, you're right, Aiden, there's just over $18,000 in there, but it's well off the target of $50,000. So I know that a couple of people on this chat um, have already donated out of their own pockets. Um, but we uh, at Sky Blue Stories, we're very fortunate. We've got some patrons who give us some money uh, every month to help us do the podcast, mate. So what we're going to do is we're going to help kick um, kick a little bit of a, a drive off. We're going to donate $500 um, to that cause uh, on behalf of the pod and uh, consider it a media payment, mate. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. Thank you. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Couldn't be happier. No, you're very, very welcome. And and we hope that, um, like I said, we hope the people listening to this can jump on and show their support. But for now, mate, look, I hope I hope we see you before you do head over to Malaysia. Um, I hope we can get to say good day in person. But it's been an absolute pleasure on, on behalf of Michelle, Jules, Sean, um, and myself. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and um mate, represent uh, represent the country with pride. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much to Aiden once again uh, and Michelle for helping organise that one. Um, it's uh, it certainly, you know, part of Sky Blue Stories, the first thing we wanted to do was was to get some fan stories and the fact that, you know, the, the fact that Aiden's a Sydney FC fan just makes him even more of a champion and we're very, um, we're very grateful to our patrons who have um, given us some cash month to month. Um, we're going to pass on, as we said, we're going to pass on some of that money to their fundraiser on the GoFundMe. So make sure you get involved um there's a game on sunday ladies and gents uh sydney fc versus central coast mariners round of 32 down in wollongong what uh we've just gone through some of the people that have left we've spoken about all the youngsters um we don't believe there are too many injuries we've played a couple of friendlies and uh it seems like most players are getting minutes in the legs including the likes of Corey Holman, um, who we haven't seen a lot of for the last two years, um, but also all of those youngsters and Robbie Mack, who's, who's just come back to preseason a bit later than everyone else. So what are we expecting, Jules? What, what are we expecting out of Sunday's lineup and and the game? 
Yeah, that that'll be the biggest question I think for for everybody will be the the lineup. How are we going to line up? Um, very young side now, um, and obviously with a lot of signings still to come in, but um, it's going to be it's going to be a, a really interesting one. Um, the spine of the team, obviously, in some regards, won't change. You know, we're going to have the you know Redders and and Grant and 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 Bratz in there. Um, but it'd be interesting to see who, for example, uh, like we're talking about, would you would think starts up front, but who's going to partner mm. him with either side? So, um, yeah, and coming up against the the reigning A League champions, yeah, um, yeah it's uh, they've it's lost a, a couple of players, not, not as many as as we have. Um, mm. But Encololo, I saw left last week. Silvera, uh, Silvera, Jason Cummings. Um, mm. I think they announced that Dan Hall was leaving. And surprisingly, mm. he hasn't popped up at Sydney, which we we heard rumours <laughs> that that might be happening. Um, but we also heard rumours that Luke Bratton was going to India, and now he's a club captain. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sean, um, I, I I'm predicting some some youth, uh, you know, in in this lineup. Um, what are you What are you feeling in your waters? I think we'll see. I think the only youngster that will start Ooh. will be Pat Wood. I suspect we'll have Mac and Lolly either side. If we're, if we're versing an MPL team from. Versing isn't time, a word, Sean. Versing <laughs> against him? Like, like, what do you want me to say? Um, Play? Coming up against? Coming up against? That sounds a bit wrong. But um, <laughs> if. If I were, you know, we'd have a younger side for we playing an MPL team. But seeing as we're playing Central Coast, Baby Qual, mm. you know, A-League champions, I think Steve will put his, his strongest team out there. So Mac and Lolly, Pat Wood, Maxi, Caceres. No, no Maxi. Maxi suspended. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no Max Berger. So I'm assuming that Gerdwood Reich will partner Bratz and AC. I reckon Sky Seller will. Ooh. Yeah. Be Interesting. Be Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Grant, Joel, Jack, and I'm my instincts are saying good will Yep. Yep. Otherwise, I can't think of who else is a centre back of bounds. Not a bad lineup. And the bench is the bench is actually, even though it's going to be youthful, it's going to be quite stacked with attacking power. Um, Michelle, out of the out of the youngsters that we sort of said that we've we've promoted, and um, some of the existing ones in in Kachowski and Sigacic, who are you? Uh, who are you most excited to see um, in action for Sydney FC? Kachowski, probably. I think Ooh. he's definitely one that we need to be getting some minutes in. I think, especially coming into the men's season, like mm. I think he needs he needs a good run. Yeah. And, and and I think it's a good opportunity. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree with Sean on Mac. He's only been back for a couple of weeks, so it, it'll depend on his level of fitness. Um, he did do a trial game in a in a. You won't need a jacket. Three quarter yeah. jacket. So mm. just not sure he's adjusted um, back to to full <laughs> season. But uh, actually, I think he was wearing. I think he was wearing uh, what I was wearing. What I'm wearing. Three quarter. Um, so. I, I don't know. We, we, we could see Sega. Um, Segacic get some either starting or, or coming off, but I, I'm with you, Michelle. I hope that JK, his minutes increase. Um, you know, they, they kind of have to. Even if we do sign a, a foreign nine, um, they're not going to play this weekend and, and likely won't play the round of 16 because that's potentially only two or three weeks away. So um, good opportunity in these early rounds. Of course, we have to win to play in the round of 16. Uh, which could be a challenge in itself coming up against Central Coast with Alu Kual et al. Um, I, I I still I still worry a little bit about our lack of senior signings um, for the squad at, at this time mm. of the year. It's something that I think we spent a bit of time talking about last year on Sky Blue Stories. Was you know are we treating this competition seriously or is it preseason? You know, and mm. and you know the answer from us. Well, from me anyway is definitely it, it, this is a trophy. You know, this is yeah. a this is a proper competition. And if you want the Australia Cup to um, increase in popularity and and stature, then you got to treat it that way. And 
so I'm 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 a little bit disappointed that we get to see, you know, the full squad assembled. Um, although you you sort of understand, I guess, a bit with the scheduling, seeing as the A League season is still, you know, um, six seven weeks away. Um, but that's not that that's not that far. Uh, actually, sorry, no, it's it's more like nine or ten weeks away. Um, but it's, it's not that far away, and I hope that we've got a few senior men's team signings around around the corner. But we'll see. We'll soon see. Uh, so that game kicks off, Sean, at what time? 3 p.m., 1,500 hours. Uh, down at Wollongong, Wind Stadium. And look, if you want, hang around and watch Sydney Olympic play Wollongong. Get more oh, is that who the Wolves are playing, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Entertaining. Royal Donovan will probably score some goals. Yeah, well, Ziggy Gordon. Yeah, they're pretty dodgy this year, Olympic. Yeah, Wolves are all right. Khan's done an okay job. He's just re-signed, David Carney. Um, so score prediction, though. Score prediction. Hmm. Michelle, Jonathan. Um, I don't feel very confident about this game going up mm. against the Mariners. Uh, I'm going to say three nil Mariners. Oh, oh. Yeah, sorry guys. Sad. I'm sad. So I'm just looking at their team, looking at our team. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say one all draw, two one loss in extra time. Oh. Damn, you stole what? mine. That's exactly I? what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we, of course, we, uh, I think we're up 3 1 with uh, a man advantage and. 20 minutes to go or something last year in the same fixture and mm. they came came back to 3-3 and we we got them on penalties in the end um thanks to Connor O'Toole if I'm not mistaken he fell down um, the well fell down the well and the pecking order of left backs <laughs> um i yeah i i i'd hate to see a 3 deal scoreline because uh, i'm looking forward to going and seeing the seeing the boys again but yeah i'm i'm not super confident i, I feel like it's a 2-1er to two one or a three one loss. Um, I just like I said, those those the lack of senior players, I think, is is potentially going to hurt us a bit. So uh we'll we'll see. That's a really pessimistic view from the Sky Blue Stories panelists tonight. <laughs> um, but that's all right. We uh the, the football's back, which is brilliant. Um thanks again once more to Aiden Ware who joined us earlier for a chat. That's another Sky Blue Stories in the bank. We'll go watch the second half of the France-Morocco game and see if the Tillies get to match up against in the future. Um, thank you, Jules, Sean, Michelle, for your company tonight. Uh, Sky Blue Stories will be back in the coming weeks, uh, depending on what happens in the Cup. Until then, enjoy your football.